0: the Recovering Entrepreneur Show. Today, I have a fabulous guest. His name is Jeremy, and he's gonna introduce himself.
1: Hi everybody. Uh, like Bobby Metra, my name's Jeremy, and I am an entrepreneur like Bobby, and I started my own business uh, a couple months ago actually, so I'm a, I'm a relatively new entrepreneur. Uh, But I've been in the marketing game for many, many years. And probably like many of you, when you first started out, either as an entrepreneur or with marketing, uh, you kind of, you know, sit, sit, uh, you know, staring at the screen going, okay, what do I do next? who do I reach out to? Why is this campaign not working? I don't have money. My God, Facebook, why are you taking my money? Uh, and I kind of started there. And uh, over the years kind of progressed to the point where like last year, I generated 3000 leads. Um, the business I was in, we were doing like $12 million in revenue. So very successful. And um Yeah. So that's kind of, that's been kind of my journey as I started out not knowing anything, actually didn't even started where I started. I started in sales then I moved over to marketing and really found my passion there. But, um, yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I'm originally from Germany. Uh, so I came to America when I was eight years old and, um, I'm actually from a little tiny village, 2,000 people. We didn't have a supermarket. Like we had like a a meat place and a veggie place, you know, bakery. You know, there are supermarkets in other towns, right? Like it's not like Germany's backward or anything. I was in West Germany. Um, I mean, it was united at the time, but anyways, uh, you know. But I remember coming to America and coming to um, this giant uh, store. It's like a supermarket up in Virginia, Uh, and I just remember there being like 30 types of cereal and going like, holy oh my God, this is nuts, right? <laughs> it's like, where where are all these cereals coming from? And, you know, I remember my dad telling me, it's like, look, this is America, you know, there's, there's freedom here, there's entrepreneurship. You really, you have opportunity in America that in, in Germany, especially, you don't have, there's just so much bureaucracy, taxes, all these other kinds of things. Now I was eight years old, I didn't really understand it, but it was definitely something where, I mean, my dad. The thing I remember clearly is just like this, you know. Jeremy, if you don't work hard in America, you die. Uh, you know, which I it's a little intense for an eight year old, <laughs> granted, but for me, it was actually really inspiring because it was like, look, but in America, there is no limit. There is no cap. It's not like you're going to get penalized. I mean, you do get penalized to some extent, but there's you know there's rewards for really pushing yourself and going out there. So. Um, for me, that was really like, okay, America and uh, entrepreneurship to that extent. I think the other thing I really got from my dad was look, the only job you'll ever get where you will not get capped out is being an entrepreneur, no matter how good you are in sales, you know, no matter how good you are at your job, you'll either get capped out, replaced, not that you have to have that, right. But as an entrepreneur, you can go, you can go close another deal. You can go close a bigger deal. You can go hire somebody and you then, just are limitless.
0: Wow. So did it, did you want to be an entrepreneur? Like starting from that moment at eight years old or like through your education journey? Was that always in the back of your mind?
1: I think so. I think for me, I always wanted to excel for me. It's like, I always kind of wanted to be the best, like unlimited achievement. You know, I think entrepreneurship was always sitting there. I, I graduated high school at 16 Um, and I, I started working then, uh, and I I was working at the school that I graduated from, which was really kind of interesting, but, um, I also started up a side hustle of tutoring the kids nights and weekends, but, you know, making $9 an hour, uh, during the day. And then like, I don't know, I made like 10 grand the first year as a, as a tutor and nights and weekends, which wasn't bad, you know, for like, I think I started a couple of years in, you know, 19 years old, that kind of thing. But, um. Uh, You know, I realized, I think at the time, it's like you really have to decide what vehicle you're going after. You know, it's not every vehicle, like every job or career or business has the same margins. Um, You know, so for me, now I kind of go, having started a marketing company, I'm like, okay, the margins can be fantastic because it's knowledge based, right? If you have knowledge that people need and you can drive results for them that impact can be massive, right? I can go into a business if they're spending 10 grand a month on marketing and I go, good, I just, you know, I implement five different things and I go, okay, good, let's implement this, this, and this. And then we go, okay, wow, now we've doubled your results. And they're, you know, they were spending 10 grand a month to make 50 grand and now spending 10 grand to make a hundred grand. They're like, okay, that's that's worth, you know, a significant amount of money. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's something now, that I got into uh last couple of years. Well, last couple of years I've been doing marketing the last couple of months now. I've been off on my own, kind of, you know, kind of going through that journey of the the highs and the lows, uh, which I, I'm sure you're aware of, right? You're just kind of like, oh my God, everything is awesome, and then oh my God, everything is terrible. Uh <laughs> I think I've said that more often than not. I've been like, you know, wow, okay, today's. Oh, this guy's closing. This guy's closing. This is moving. Oh, I got this scheduled. and got that scheduled. And then it's like the next day, it's like, oh, oh, that appointment had to reschedule. This fell through. And okay, now this client has a question and doesn't seem super happy. But I'm like, okay, I got to over deliver, you know. So anyways, it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, you're 100 percent right. You said you said something that just triggered a question for me and I lost it. You were talking about, so when you were selling, were you selling marketing before you went on your own?
1: So the business that I was in selling healthcare services, so it was a consulting program for chiropractors. Um, So I was a sales assistant there. Uh, Before that, I was on the road selling skincare cream uh, of all things on road shows. So hundred percent commission. So that was kind of interesting, but no, the company I was with, I started, they were, they were kind of in startup mode and I started as a sales assistant. Then I moved over to finance of all things. So I learned QuickBooks. Uh, then I ran the marketing, which I really, I fell in love with marketing. First email I sent, I'm like, wow, hundreds of email opens. What? There's a, there's hundreds of people reading my email. Oh my God, this is nuts. Anyways. Uh, and I did HR for them, hiring people. So I kind of grew, you know, sort of like when you're in a startup, you have to do everything. Uh, So I was kind of helping with everything, whether it was a toilet was clogged or uh, getting a a new space, right? Like renting a bigger space or putting the chairs together or doing the marketing uh, and kind of grew with the company over the last, it was about six, seven years that I was with them. I wound up being their COO, kind of like running all the day-to-day operations.
0: Wow. So everything that you mentioned, like I'm very grateful for my background, like in corporate America, I'm even grateful for when I was a truck driver, right? Like I have a sense of all these different things and everything you just described. This is my perception and correct me if I'm wrong. Those are all tools to make you like lay the foundation to be very successful working for yourself because people don't necessarily know the HR part or how to sell or all those things. Am I right that that brings a lot of value to what you're doing?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. For me, I'm like, look, in any business, no matter where you go, you have to sell, you have to market, you have to know finances, you have to know HR, right? It's like, and then you have to have a deliverable, right? Whatever your product or service is. And that fluctuates wildly. But all the other aspects of business, they tend to stay the same. I mean, all businesses have HR that you have to hire, fire, protocols, things like that. All businesses need finances. So for me, I was like, this is perfect. You know, I've never... Uh, never really been part of like a massive corporation, right? Like a Fortune 500 company. But for me, I, I what I feel really lucky for the business I was with is I kind of saw them when they were at about let's say three hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue all the way up to 12 million. So for me, I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily know how to go from zero to 300,000, but I think I can figure that out, right? Like, I'm like, I kind of know where the vision is, where things take me, but I already, I've already seen all the mistakes and uh, the steps that they went through to go from where they were to, to that next higher level. And so I'm like, okay, this is perfect. I just need to figure out how to get from zero to 300, which I'm moving along pretty well on that. So I'm excited for that. I'm like, okay, good. I just got to get through this first hurdle of nobody knows who I am. So
0: (laughs) congratulations. I mean, congratulations on bringing the first company to 12 million and then for stepping out of it and for, oh, by the way, graduating high school at 16 years old, I meant to acknowledge (laughs) that. Like that's incredible. Yeah. I'm very impressed. And you, as you're talking, you're reminding me of like how Brandon Dawson talks about the different levels of the business. Like I'm picturing the scale in my head as you go. And I'm sorry, audience, Brandon's one of our coach mentor kind of people. I don't know how to really describe him in Greg Cardone's world, but um, yeah, he's
1: a, he's a very successful person on the operational side of things. I mean, obviously uh, I, you know, the company I was with, they, they partnered with Brandon Dawson. So I got a lot of knowledge there, right? I'm like on the, the personal, professional, financial goals aligning your team to your vision, you know? And for me, it's interesting because I think there's, I call them stable datum, right? Like it's it's like it's like a truth that you orient other datums around. So for me, I go, one of the things that uh, I've learned from, from Brandon is he says, look, ideally your business does about $250,000 worth of revenue for every employee you have. Um, and the other thing I've heard him say quite often is, look, you should have six months reserve of whatever employee you're going to hire. Right. So let's say you hire an employee. It's going to be fifty thousand dollars for the year. You should have twenty five K in the bank before you hire that employee. So you don't have to have any attention, any worries about bringing this person on board because you're like, oh, because I've got six months reserve. I've already got things figured out. So. Um, So for me, I took kind of those two data and for me as a starting point, it was like, okay, well, one, as a singular employee, is my number one employee, I actually should get to $250,000 in revenue before I hire anybody Um, because then I'm at that ratio, right? And then I should have the reserves to hire that next employee. And then I should get to 500,000 before I hire a third employee right now. Granted, I guess each time I'll lose the ratio until I get to that point, but that's not bad. So, you know, for me, it's, there's a lot of true data. And I, you know, I think for me as an employee, it was interesting because I was learning it from an employee perspective, but now as an entrepreneur, you know, when I, I listen to Brandon or Grant or, you know, Pete Vargas or anybody else, it's, it's true for me as a business owner. it's, it's a, it's actually more impactful, which I find interesting. Like I, I listen to Brandon and I really find this to be true as I, you know, he talks about promote profit practice people sort of like the first four steps. So that's where I'm like, okay, I'm just in promote right now until I get to 250,000. It's like, I mean, promoting profit, uh, you know, like marketing and selling profitably, documenting my processes. And once I get to 250 successfully, or at least on track for 250, you know, then I'm like, okay, good. Time Time to bring on employee number one and then get to 500 and all that kind of stuff.
0: I love it. I wish I heard some of his philosophies before I got on my runaway train because I did so many things backwards. Um, Yeah, I'm learning some fun things the hard way, right? Like I tried to scale because I want this really massive foundation, right? So that when everything goes, starts really happening and bubbling up, all this is done. And it's kind of backwards. Like when he talked about having revenue first. How does he say it? Like to have next month's revenue before you grow, where I was delegating and outsourcing right off the rip and using my day job. And then when I left my day job, because it got too busy, it just was not a good formula for success. So I'm learning the hard way.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we all are, right? Like I think at the end of the day, we make the mistakes, but we find the mentors and hopefully they save us time. I mean, I think for me, one of the amazing things now is, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, right? Like uh, all, the sum of all human knowledge is doubling every two days at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point, we are able to, to learn so much information from other people who've spent 20, 30, 40 years in such a tiny niche, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever read uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Nice. Um, no, it's an amazing book. I mean, he spent, I mean, he studied other people plus his own knowledge just on habit formation on how do you get good habits and get rid of bad habits and things like that. Um, And, you know, I take his knowledge and I go, man, that guy spent 10, 15 years figuring it out. I spent, you know, a week or two reading the book. Good. I got it figured out. You know, obviously I have to apply, right? It's like, it's one thing to to read a book. It's another thing to go and apply the book. And um, so, you know, you can take all that knowledge and just go apply and stand on the shoulder of giants, right? Like, I think we all get to stand on so many giants and just you know it's just like okay good uh we can reach anybody we want these days with the power of marketing right it's like uh you know we thank mark zuckerberg for the things we like or don't like about facebook but from a marketing perspective we just go cool i can just capture or you know reach the people that i want to reach like that you know easy peasy and that didn't exist 20 years ago yeah now we had to figure out radio and tv and it's just not targeted.
0: I have two questions that I don't want to lose track of. One is if you don't mind sharing, what made you pull the plug on going from the old company to entrepreneurness now is one of them. And then I'm also curious when you're talking about the information doubling and stuff. Like I was just with my family for Easter, and they feel like I'm talking a foreign language when I talk about all the things, you know, that we touch and we do and online and affiliate this and like they just can't they can't get there and me being in this I feel sometimes like I'm behind everybody else because you know you look at like the Russell Brunson's and all these people that are just like it feels like they're 100 years ahead of us but they're really not it's maybe a decade because it's only as long as it's been so I'm wondering if you feel that way too. And then also the value, like, do you make it a habit? I know I went and asked a whole bit. That's of- fine.
1: I, I'm just writing down the questions so that way I remember them.
0: Yeah, um, I know. I'll forget them too. All
1: right. So <laughs> okay, we'll talk good.
0: about coaching and mentors and stuff in a minute. So so I'd love to know what made the switch. And then I want to talk a little bit about that personal development piece. And
1: Yeah. So, okay. So for me, I think I've been, you know, really pushing to be an entrepreneur for the last two, three years in my own head. And so one of the big changes I made at the beginning of 2020, I read Atomic Habits. And one of the things I changed was I decided to read more business books. So uh, I was like, okay, I just need to get in the right headspace. Right. And so for me, it was a, a matter of, you know, usually, you know, the, the famous saying is you are who you surround yourself with. And uh, you know, with books, you get to surround yourself with millionaires, billionaires, and utterly successful people without actually having to pay millions of dollars to be around them, right? You pay $20, $12 to get into the minds of some of the greatest people. So for me, I think 2020, um, I spent a lot of time just developing myself, uh, gaining confidence in my own abilities and my own set. Um, 2021, actually in the beginning of the year, a couple months before I left, I actually incorporated myself. I decided, okay, good, it's time to create a corporation. I hadn't figured it all out yet. I didn't know exactly my business, but I started actually promoting, right? I decided, okay, good. I know I'm going down the road of building a marketing company, um, marketing agency, marketing consulting. So I started promoting, looking, hey, who needs marketing help? Finding out, okay, good. I actually wound up getting some clients on the side hustle, right? Nights and weekends working it. And that went pretty well. Um, You know, I started figuring out, okay, good. I actually want to focus on business to business because that is my specialty. I'm not going to do business to consumer. I think one of the biggest things is figuring out what you say yes to and what you say no to, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, so I fired a client, uh, you know, very nicely. I was just like, look, it's it's my fault. I shouldn't have signed you up in the first place. I didn't really know, you know, how it was all going to flow. Um, and then the business went through a restructure. Um, so, uh, you know, my person that I was going to report to was going to change. The pay was going to change. Uh, I was going to go from running 40 people to running three people. Uh, and, uh, so going from making over $200,000 to making well less than $200,000. was like, okay, I think I can, I can do this. Right. I can, I can go succeed on my own. I can make at least what they were offering me. and. Because for me, honestly, my vision, if I had stayed there for another year, it was like, look, I'm gonna, I want to make a half a mil this year. Um, and that vision was unrealistic with the expectations or with, with, the, with the restructuring with everything that was going on. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll go make a half a mil on my own or I'll make a mil on my own or whatever, whatever I'll do this year. Um, but it'll all be a matter of what I can create and what I can do. So it was like a I mean, as soon as I found out about the restructure, I was like, okay, cool. Um, I I was going to go do this anyways. At some point I was going to, you know, pass my role and take the time to, you know, I I love the group. I love the mission they're on. There's nothing there that I I don't support. Right. Like I think they, they're a great group, but at the end of the day, I'm also like, I've had, I've had this vision of like, okay, God, I'm going to since I really feel like since I came to America, I was like, look since my dad said, dude, you gotta, you gotta be an entrepreneur in order to have no limits. So I was like, okay, good. I guess this is the opportunity for that. Um,
0: love that story. I I totally love that story. And I have to just acknowledge it takes a level of courage, right. To make that and look at that restructure as an opportunity. So kudos to you that it was like the push when people tell me, like I was at, last fall, my, my cousin's like, Oh yeah, the company's going to lay off my husband. And da, da, da. I was like, congratulations. Like you probably could be making so much more money and doing the thing, but people don't necessarily get that. So that's I'm okay. kind of slowing down to bring up that point. There's so much opportunity in what you just said. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah. I think it's all about mindset. I think for me, it was luckily for me, I'd always kept my lifestyle very far below my income. Right. So I made like Like I said, over 200 last year, I really only need 60 to survive. Uh, So a lot of that went into donations, charity, things like that, but uh, above my income demand. But I was like, okay, good. You know, I can take two viewpoints of this. Either this is the most destabilizing thing because I had a lot of friends there. I still do. You know, I believed in the mission. And I still do. And I'm like, oh my God, now I'm gonna lose this whole group, these people. And it's still a little funky to me because I'm used to getting emails, I'm getting questions asked. And, you know, you around somewhere for six years, you just remember things that has been done over the years. You just know things. Anyways, so for me, it was it's definitely interesting leaving that group, not being part of that group anymore. But it was definitely a mindset shift of like, no, this is the best thing that happened has happened to me all year. Right. And just going good. That's the viewpoint I have to operate off of and uh, make it the best thing that has happened to me all year.
0: So this is very curious to me. Why then, if you can survive on 60000 why do you care about making a million? Do you have a mission or do you have something going on that you would like to share with us?
1: Uh, sure. You know, I love, for me, helping people. And I think uh, at the end of the day, we all, you know, we're all here on earth to help. Uh, and we can do that through a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, whether that's through your job, through your, your, you know, if you're working with a nonprofit, your donations to your your church, your charity that you want to work with, I think that's something that uh, I think everybody, if they're really honest with themselves, they want to help, right? And sometimes you can go help uh, one-on-one with your time, with your effort. Uh, Other times you, you know, you want to have a big impact and you do that by building a business and then, you know, maybe the business itself has that impact. Right? You look at Elon Musk. I mean, that man wants to make sure we uh, you know, don't destroy this planet and feels electric cars will do that and wants to make us a multi-planetary species. And he's making money while he's doing that. So uh, you know, other people, like you look at Bill Gates, he created Microsoft and then he takes all the money and puts it in his charity and gets rid of malaria in Africa. Right? It's like, okay, that's awesome. That's, you know, I feel like that's like uplifting society. And um, I think there's a good quote somewhere I don't remember who said it it is like, you know, uh, if you're wondering where the future is, it's already arrived. It's just not in all places at the same time. Um, right. So it's like like we live in the future of, let's say, Africa or we live in the future of India to a certain extent. Parts of India may live in the future of America wherever you are in America, right? So I think, um, for me, it's important that I can help as many people as possible. And I figure if I do this entrepreneur gig, I can help entrepreneurs with marketing. That's what I I feel like the skill set. I think, um, got them all over the place here. But I think, you know, as you said, is, uh, and this ties into the other point, you said of like, there's people 10 years ahead, right? Like the Russell Brunson's of the world. But really, you really just need to help the person you're one step ahead of, right? It's like, I know there's people that are smarter than me out there in marketing, but they don't want to help the complete beginner, right? I'm here and I've got five, six years of experience. I'm ahead of, I don't, I'm just going to make up a percent, let's say 50% of business owners in regards to marketing. And I go, good, I can help them. I can contribute to their, their survival, make them more successful, help bring their message out to more people so they can achieve greater results and then look, at some point I'm gonna get even better, but there's always gonna be somebody smarter than me. Um, so I think it's all about helping people wherever they are right now to take that next step.
0: I love it. Oh, I so love it. And yeah, I started watching the Bill Gates thing too that you're talking about. I found that really interesting cause I'm not, I'm not really, I don't watch the news. Like I have no idea what's going on. So uh, listening to you talk, you're talking about the books, you're talking about the information that I think is so important as entrepreneurs that we do. Like I wrote that down, like books surround you with the millionaires and the successful people. And I never thought of it that way. I just have gotten so curious that I love reading the books while I listen to them. I kind of cheat Same here. (laughs) that I plan long road trips. Like I'm gonna drive to Miami um, in a couple of weeks. And the reason I'm not flying is so that I can listen to all the content while I'm driving down. It's it's my thinking time because to sit around the apartment and, and have earbuds on for 12 hours, I would go, you know, nuts. Yeah. So I, I love that you said all that. So thank you for that too. Yeah, okay. well, you're
1: welcome.
0: So the people in your world, and I don't want to run out of time. I want to pay attention and I want you to talk about like what a day in the life looks like and the clients that you serve and some of the things that you do as well. But what is what is like your family and people in your universe think? Do you feel like you're on an island unless you're in an online class, like how I feel?
1: Um, Well, it's a little interesting. Let's see. So, so uh, a little bit of an island in the sense of on my own. Yes. But I think uh, that's I mean, my, my parents and my siblings are all here uh, with me. Uh, I live in Clearwater, Florida. So we're all kind of in the same area there in Largo, but, uh, so they're there, but, um, you know, so we talk every once in a while. Um, and, uh, my dad's it's funny. He's been software. He's been an employee for many years, but he's worked from home for, I don't know, the last 10 years. So he's very used to the whole working from home thing for me. It's still sort of new. We sort of kind of encountered it during COVID. Our business never really had to shut down. Florida being Florida, I think we shut down for three weeks and then we were like, party. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) so, um, you know, I think there's a lot of support for me, luckily enough. My girlfriend's been very supportive. She's like, look, you know, I've talked to her about it for a long time of, you know, starting my own business and uh, she has the confidence that I'm gonna succeed, right? And luckily for me, I think uh, two aspects for me that really gave me some of that confidence was one, I thought, well, one, I had reserves. So I had set aside money. I've had about six months worth of reserves. So I was like, I, I, and I have a very you know, low level that I have to clear for me. I'm like, okay, if I hit five grand a month in income, I'm paying all my bills and I'm maintaining my lifestyle. And I'm like, okay, if I can't hit five grand in six months, I mean, I, I deserve to just fail as an entrepreneur at that point. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I've already sort of cleared that mark in the first month, so I'm okay, already there. Um, Yeah. So to me, I've gotten a lot of support, a lot of like, wow, that's awesome, man. That's great. Love it. People I've had, you know, people that I guess, let me answer this way. I've always wanted to deliver in abundance. I think in life you can, you know, you can exchange with people on a couple different levels, whether that's criminal, where you just steal partial, where you under deliver fair, where you go, Oh, you, you know, you want an apple, I paid you a dollar. That's just a fair exchange, or you can exchange in abundance, right? Whether that abundance is through um, enthusiasm, through extra service, through whatever it is. I've always felt that I've tried to exchange above and beyond whatever the expectation was. And so for me, I've actually now that I'm off running my own business, it's funny because I there's people that I've helped through the last five, six years that are like, oh my God, oh, you're running your own business? Good. Let me refer you somebody. Oh, hey, you should talk to blah blah blah. Oh, hey, you should talk to blah blah blah. And you know, some of these I've closed, right? And I've signed them up as client. And you know, people even I think just the validation of people going like, Wow, Jeremy, you you've helped me in the past. I'd love to help you now is to me a validation of like, wow, okay, I am a, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person. I can help people and people want to support me. So I think that makes it feel less like an island.
0: Oh, that's a great answer. That's beautiful. Um, Okay. Now I want to dig in. Let's, let's okay. tell us what, like, what do you do? Who do you serve? Like, what does it look like? Like if people wanted to hire you, what would your ideal client look
1: Good. Okay, perfect. All right. So I serve business owners uh, who target other business owners. So my ideal scene is uh, they either have a sales department or a customer service department that takes on that sales function. They just need more marketing leads, right? Whether that's more brand awareness, more actual leads in the door, more calls. My specialty, when my last job is we had appointment setters, we had a sales consultant, we had sales assistants. There was a whole sales structure that marketing, if they got a qualified prospect that was interested, the sales team would take over. Now, that doesn't mean that if you don't have any sales, I can't help, right? Because I can still get people interested. Most people, if you already have somewhat of a defined sales process, I can help, right? I can improve your, whether it's SEO, Facebook ads, email marketing, I think for me, uh, if you're a business that's been in business for a while and you just you never confronted marketing, you you either lived off of referrals, which I understand right now. It's fair. It's free. Right. And it's it's hot leads and tends to work pretty easily. You know, but if you're trying to grow beyond that point, whether, you know, you're just starting out, you're making less than five hundred thousand dollars and you're like, Jeremy, I just need to get started. I'm like, good. Let's do some email marketing. Let's try something small here on the Facebook side of things or wherever your audience is, right? So I tend to, on a service level, I go, I I like to talk to people and really understand their business. It's like, okay, where's your profit margin at? What is it like? What are you currently paying to acquire a customer? So like one of the clients I worked with, they were spending about $300, $330 per client acquired. uh, And I worked with them for about three months and got it down to a hundred dollars. So they were like, okay, good. Wow. That's Okay. And that's starting to build up volume and interest and things like that. And, you know, I had to test out three different offers and go, okay, good. Oh, that didn't work. That didn't work. Okay. That worked. Okay, good. Now let's split test it anyway. So I don't want to go too deep into the weeds here, but for me, my ideal customer is they've got a marketing budget and I work with, you know, I've got, if you go to my website, I've got like different tiers. So I'll go $200 a month to $5,000 a month in marketing costs and with me, right? So you can, I can do everything, right? I can do a full marketing agency service, or I can do, let's get started. Let's start the relationship somewhere. And something that's important for me is all of my programs, every client that I've signed up with, uh, what I try to do is I want to build alignment in with, with my customers. So the best alignment is if my marketing generates revenue for you, that's what I should be aligned to, right? And so for me, what I try to do is I either go, I, I, I like to have my fees lower than let's say industry average and then go, look, pay me less than everybody else. But if you get a close, a lead or some other benchmark that we set, pay me a commission on every one of those leads, right? Like I think there's paper lead out there. Uh, so I like to do that because for me, it aligns me to the client. Um, and for me, I, I really feel like if I'm not getting you results, then then don't pay for me, right? Like don't pay me more money, right? Um, I, I do think, you know, at some point in my future here, I envision a point where I go, look, pay me nothing, pay me purely on commission, uh, because I know I'll have it all tailored and I'm not there yet. But that's kind of my vision of the future is I want customers and clients that we can have that. Uh, Transformational relationship, as Brandon Dawson likes to say it, but it's I don't want to have a one and done. Like, oh, you bought my stuff; I'll never see you again. I want to have a a relationship where we go, okay, good. Let's take you to the next level. Let's take it to the next level. And as you take your business from five hundred thousand to a million to five million, I'm there as a partner, and we continue to add on. Right? Maybe you start with me with just email marketing, and then we start Facebook ads. Then we do SEO. Then we do retargeting and then we go, okay, good, let's get some video creation and things like that. So um, I think I kind of went on for a bit there, but I think that answers the question of who my ideal customer is.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. We're actually looking at doing that in my VA business. How do we make the tasks turn into alignment? One of my VAs said it really good alignment with the income, with the client's income objectives or something to that effect. Uh, yes. same kind of thing. So, but because there's so many one-offs, like create a logo or manage my social, some of it is hourly, you know, like, so we're, we're trying to read, we're trying to figure out our thinking on that. So it's yeah. promising that we're thinking like you're thinking, cause you're much smarter at marketing than I am and, and that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. So you said you have a website. So where, where would people go to find you?
1: Uh, B2B com. So that's the letter B, the number two, the letter B, then business experts with an S at the end.com.
0: Okay. We'll have it in the show notes too. Carmela, I'm sure, collected it. But yeah. Um, what else am I forgetting to ask you, Jeremy, that you want to share with all the entrepreneurs before I ask my cute <laughs> my question that you might have already answered.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Um what else do I have to say I mean so many things um let me give your audience i get some value add right so i always like to deliver some value in these kinds of talks so um they I've got a whole um ebook that goes over this but uh, and something maybe i'll give you the link and you can put it in the description something for free but I have a three-step process that I, I kind of give for free for any business owner who's looking to improve their marketing. And for me, the first step on that is really understanding your customer. And for me, that's there's two parts to that. A third part if you want to go really deep on it, but for right now, I'll just give you two. Is one's the demographics: who are they? How old are they? Male, female? You know, age, um, income level, uh, level of education. And the second part is what is the story that they're telling themselves that you are helping them with. So let me clarify that. So I'll give you an example. Let's say for me, I work with business owners, let's say, and I go, okay, good. Business owners making $500,000 a year. They've got a marketing budget and they've got a sales team. And the story that's happening is, God, I wish I could expand, but I just don't have enough leads. And they go, how do I get more leads or who ideally? who do I need to connect with to get more leads? And it's either, uh, and part of the story might be like, Oh, the last agency, agency screwed me over. They never answered my calls or uh, the story is i I've, I've heard horror stories about agencies, or the story might be like, I've never tried anybody, but I heard getting a marketer is better than getting an agency or whatever that is, whatever that story is. And for you, when you're marketing is you have to position yourself as the guide. Um, If you've ever heard of Perry Belcher, uh, traffic and conversion summit now, okay. So basically there's a story arc that almost all movies go through. And part of it is, is there's always a mentor. Um, So we can take Star Wars, right? You've got Obi-Wan Kenobi who's been there, done it. And he's the guide, the mentor who guides the the protagonist, right? Uh, Luke Skywalker through the story until obviously he died, but um, even beyond, I guess he used the force and guided him beyond death. But the point is in business, you want to position yourself, uh, especially in consulting or knowledge-based industry as the guide, not the hero, right? So uh, you have to find out where is your customer? They are the hero of the story. And how do you position yourself as the mentor, as the person that's like, dude, that's awesome. I want to help you succeed, right? It's like, you know, I've been at 500,000 and I've gotten to a million dollars. I, as the mentor, can get you there. um, And here's how I can do it. And here's some knowledge and here's some sage advice. And so when you understand who your customer is from marketing, you then go, okay, good. Right. So if I go, oh, look, there's business owners doing five hundred thousand dollars or doing a million dollars. I go, OK, good. What questions do they have? What steps do they need to take to go from half a million, a million dollars to five million dollars? And I go, OK, good. Have they defined their customer avatar? Do they have a brand guide? Do they have, uh, you know, other things in place from a marketing perspective where they have Do they have retargeting? Do they have their email list? Are they capturing information? And I go, okay, good, here's some information that positions me as their mentor. And they go, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about, let me work with him.
0: You're creating a culture though, for them to become the mentor to their clients or whoever they serve too, right? Like if you're teaching them that, if you're making them more successful, they're the hero, their clients, they could be the mentor and make their clients the heroes of their thing like that's a pretty big ripple. That's badass. I love that, Jeremy.
1: Yeah. Wow. Good.
0: I, I like that. I wrote that down and I'm going to share that with my team. Cause that's how we want, <clears throat> that's how we want to operate. We're like, there's a, a language thing, right? Like, cause my team's in the Philippines and they keep wanting to use the word partner. And I'm like, well, in the U S partner just has too many nuances, whether it's same-sex relationship or a law form like I just partner is not the right word but that's what we're trying to go for Mm. um in this context the way you just explained it was beautiful although I didn't I didn't know that you said Luke Skywalker died did you
1: just no no no. Obi-Wan died
0: okay I haven't watched all those movies yet Um. it's okay
1: it's okay I was (laughs) talking about the original four five and six and the Obi-Wan you know dies with anyways it's fine not not this not this episode (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I have a big learning curve. I'm so bad at like current, current things, you know, like movies and stuff, but that's really brilliant. It was a great analogy and I can see, I can see it being paid forward almost to your clients. So I really enjoy that. So thank you for sharing that. So that yeah. ebook that you were talking about, is that on your website for them to grab or do you? Uh, yeah,
1: I'll, I'll shoot you a link and then we can just put it in the description. Uh, it's a bit.ly forward slash Jeremy guide. It's
0: just a bit.ly okay yeah I'll write it down but Carmela will listen and I couldn't live without her honestly that's awesome so here is my question and you can answer it different than what I think you're going to answer it but and it doesn't have to be business related but it could be but because I'm aligned with you on this whole reading and getting smarter what is your favorite book Jeremy
1: oh favorite book okay I do think um For me, my favorite book right now is Atomic Habits. Um, You know, I think for me, uh, having read 30 books last year, right now, I think I've already read 25 this year. Um, But for me, and I love Grant Cardone, right? 10X Rule behind you, I love it, right? I'm a big fan. So it's very hard for me to say my favorite book. But for me, I think that one came at the right time for me uh, to have an impact on how I viewed my life. And it made a shift for me. Uh, because while Grant shifted my mindset bigger and better, what I really liked about atomic habits was, this is a concept he talks about in the book is talks about like, look, making a 1% change really isn't hard, right? you go, oh, I can, I can do 1% more than yesterday. If you did that every day for a whole year, got 1% better every day, you would improve by 370% throughout the span of an entire year. And so for me, what I looked at that was okay. Good. Let me let me make it a little harder to do my bad habits. So I'd uninstall Netflix off my phone. So if I wanted to watch Netflix, it just became that much harder because I'd have to reinstall it. And it's not terribly hard, right? It was just harder to do it. And so for me, that book, um, you know, he gives great examples. He talks about, look, if you want to stop watching so much TV, take the batteries out of your remote. Uh, If you really want to stop watching TV, unplug the TV, take the TV, put it in a a storage closet. So every time you want to watch TV, you have to go set it up. And once you're done watching TV, go put it back in the closet. So uh, it's just a matter of making it hard would be one of the ways of getting rid of bad habits and making it easy is the opposite, right? So you know, like I took my phone and on my home screen of my phone, I have my Kindle, I have Audible, I have the things that I really should be doing, right? Like if I want to be a successful person, I look at that and I go, I've made it easy to do the right things and harder to do the wrong things, which that makes it easier that. And then there's one other tool that I read afterwards called uh, a book called Indistractable. And what it talks about is it's taking, um, it's like a uh, compact it's an agreement and it's signing an agreement with yourself or with somebody else ideally like a partner where you go look i'm i'm not going to do x or i'm going to do y by a certain amount of time so in that book he talks about like okay he talked to a buddy of his and he was an author and he was like look if I don't finish my book by X date, I'm going to pay you $5,000. Uh, and so he's like, I'm not going to pay the guy $5,000, right? It's like, I want to finish the book. It's something very well within reach. So that's something I used this year where I, uh, in the end of the last year, New Year's resolution, I was like, I'm, I'm going to cut out all desserts for the first quarter, January, February, March. And I did because the penalty was 100 burpees. I was just like, I'm I I wrote it down. I got my girlfriend to sign it. And I, you know, like I told her, look, hold me. So every time I hold me accountable. And every time I saw a cookie, it was like, it's not worth a hundred burpees. It's just not worth a hundred burpees. So anyways, that's something for me between Atomic Habits really kicked it off for me. And there's a lot of other books kind of depending on what space you're you're looking at. But for me personally, I felt that book really made a shift. And I read it
0: again this year to kind of start my year off strong. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Books are are so freaking powerful. That's why I ask. And I get such, it's not everybody just saying, think and grow rich. So that's why I like the question, right? Being an entrepreneurial show, it's a variety and different books touch different people in different ways. And I appreciate you sharing that. I I don't know if it was a book or something, but a consequence, like you're talking about the hundred burpees, someone had said, giving money to like a charity, you don't, like or uh or the politician that you don't want to win as like a consequence yeah yeah I guess that could be a whole other whole other other
1: thing yeah I just I signed one today because after I did no sugar for three months I, I splurged and then now I'm like okay it's a new new game and I decided look I really need to commit to my business no more video games, no more Netflix, no more prime. I said, you know, through the end of this quarter, through the end of June uh, and I I set myself an income target. I was like, okay, look, I need to hit 25,000 in a single month by the end of June. If I don't, I'm gonna do 2000 burpees over two days. And I'm like, that's nuts. I'm definitely not gonna do it. So I'm just getting rid of all distractions. I'm making the penalty so severe for myself. That I'm like, it's just gonna happen. So uh, it does get rid of distractions really easily when you go, the penalty is just not something you wanna do.
0: Yes. Thank you for that. That's gold. I appreciate everything you shared today. I'm so grateful to uh, have you on here and let everybody get a chance to know you a little better.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate you
0: bringing me on. Thank you, Jeremy.